Blog Talk Radio. He's a man who's going to tell you like it is. You can never be afraid of something that you don't know about. Now that's ignorance. And for us, ignorance is not bliss. He's a man who's not afraid to talk about the real issues and not skate around it. Don't you think it's about time that you got tired of where you are? I mean, you have got to be ready for God to do something for you and let him move. He's a man who loves his God, his country, and his people. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not too fond of the political state of the world, and particularly the U.S. as it is right now. But if you want change, you have to make it happen. You can't keep settling for less than what you ought to have. He's a man who's sowing seeds of life, love, and liberation to anybody who's willing to hear. There comes a point in time where everybody just needs to shut their mouth up and listen to God. And God is the one who will lead us and God is in our truth. He'll tell us everything we need. That covers every area, every facet from politics to church to you name it. God's got it covered. He's a man that seeks the heart of God for the people of God. You're listening to Zero Today with Pastor Lorenzo Neal. Good morning, praise God, from whom all blessings flow. Good morning and welcome to Zero Today. I'm your humble host, Pastor Lorenzo Neal, hailing from Cajun Land, USA, here to bring you seeds of wisdom, insight, empowerment, and liberation. Hope everybody's doing good on this Wednesday morning. It's it's a bit on the cloudy side here in Jackson, but hey, we're still enjoying the day. I, I'm tell you, we've had so much rain here. It's, I love rain. I, I love rain. But I hate when rain floods my office, and unfortunately, that's what happened this past couple of days. Uh, so I w- I've been working out of my home office, which is you know, same thing, same thing, same thing. But you know, I'm glad to be here. Uh, a little bit more relaxing, a little more relaxing. Anyway, we are here. We're promoting a knowledge that is engaging and transforming for you, and we want to empower you, our listeners, to knowing and impacting the world around you. And we're just glad. Glad that you have joined us and listened to the show. And I want I want to say this: I'm excited. Uh, we've had we're adding listeners uh, weekly. The show is growing, and I really appreciate you so much for supporting what we do. Uh, get a lot of feedback from you on Facebook and um, uh, some email and on on our blog page. Um, we, we we're excited. Thank you. Uh, I'm I'm humbled. You know, all 34 of you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But thank you for joining us on this illuminating journey. Always, um, you can uh, call in 347-237-5230. Uh, let me say that again. 347-237-5230. That's the number to call to get your thoughts, insights, opinions, whatever it may be on air, live, to get to talk with this old crazy person here. Uh, this a wonderful, loving, great host. <laughs> you get to share your thoughts and by calling that number. Um, also, the chat room is well is doing its own thing. But uh, send us an email at pastorlorenzoneal at gmail dot com. Uh, follow us on Twitter at prophesy. On Twitter, or of course, on our Facebook page, uh, the Zero Network, and my personal Facebook page, Lorenzo T. Neal. However you want to get in touch with us, we're there. Follow us on the blog. Uh, like our show. Support our show. Subscribe to our shows to get updates uh, when we're posting. And, hey, we love to hear feedback from you, so we appreciate everything you do. Uh, let's go to the Lord in prayer before we get into the show, before I get too too ahead of myself. <laughs> we're going to go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we want to thank you again for the day. We appreciate your mercy and your grace that allows us to do what we do. We understand that it was us being uh, a blessing to you as to others. Lord, we just bless, ask that you bless the show and listeners and new and old and all those who are in agree with us say amen. I'm starting to wonder if that prayer made any sense. I think he understood what I was saying. Don't you? Oh, <laughs> y'all got to excuse me. 
Anyway, so uh, welcome to the show. It's another week uh, of Zero Today, and we're here. We're going to share some things. Uh, uh, of course, I want to get into a couple of uh, topics. We want, I want to talk a little bit more about holistic health, and uh, we're going to talk about that in the bottom of the hour. And I want to talk a little bit about uh, being a preacher's kid in light of um, recent events with a, a mega church pastor, Creflo Dollar. And his arrest this weekend. We're going to talk about that. But before we go get into those two particular topics, uh got some weird news I'd like to share with you. Well, not really weird, but some news to share with you. Um, I, I wonder if anybody who listens to me have problems sleeping. Uh, if you're like me, I'm somewhat of an insomniac. I may get three, four hours of sleep. And, I, you know, I have so much going on processing. I told you I'm ADD, ADHD, or some probably even worse than that. I don't know. But my mind is always racing. I can't slow it down. I'm trying. I need Adderall, y'all. If you know a good doctor who can prescribe me some Adderall, wonderful. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm serious, though, really. I, I need to learn to kind of calm down. We'll talk a little bit more about that in my whole uh, the segment about holistic health and things of that nature. But uh, uh, I, I don't sleep a lot. And when I do sleep, you know, it's more like nap, cat, uh, cat naps or something like that. But a new, a new study uh, recently uh, reported that those people who may not be able to sleep at night could be suffering from a fear, get this, a fear of the dark. That's right. You heard it. I didn't make it up. A uh, report says that. Excuse me. A report says that um, a scientists state that uh, sleep problems can be traced to an anxiety that sparks as soon as the lights go out. And I could tell you, I, I, you know, I'm. Uh, I wondered about that. You know, I used to be afraid of the dark, and it's still kind of hard. I'm not afraid of the dark anymore. Uh, I just can't see in the dark. I don't know about you. I just can't see in the dark. I don't have a, an anxiety. But but there's some people, according to the Association, Associated Professional Sleep Society, there's some people who are just afraid of the dark. The anxiety triggers that. Um, it triggers an anxiety that causes them to be unable to see, sleep. The small study found that 50% of adults who reported sleep problems also admitted being scared of the dark and were more measurably anxious when the lights were turned off. And, you know, we hear this as kids, you know, uh, don't be afraid to scare, you know, dark, you know, you're scared to get all this stuff. And, and here we're seeing that it is actually in a real problem, and it's treatable. It's treatable, but it's a real problem. You never thought that a who, – who thought, would have thought that adults would be afraid of dark? Now, our power went out on Monday night here, and my little puppy Jackson, he was just, I mean, he saw the lightning and the thundering, and he was just terrified and had to crawl under me. I mean, it was perfect, you know, a little perfect. He just kind of squeezed under my arm and just sat there like, okay, I'm here. Save me, protect me. I, I thought it was just the cutest thing. Anyway, he was afraid, and then the lights went out. When the lights went out, he was like, oh, my goodness. Am I in trouble? Because, you know, uh, I always turn the lights out. And to him, that would be a sign to get in his cage. But he was too scared to move. You know, he was too scared to move. And and he did eventually fall asleep. I, you know, it took me a while to fall asleep because I fall asleep to the TV. And since there was no power, I was, you know, uh, I lit the candles. I had this little flash LED flashlight that I tried to use. But... With no TV, so I couldn't go to sleep. So you know, I was I was just awake. I was alert, and I think about maybe shortly after midnight, somewhere in there, uh, I eventually somehow, well, only God, I eventually fell asleep, and the lights, you know, the power came back on, uh, either right before I fell asleep or shortly after I fell asleep. Um, but either way, you know, God God put me to sleep. I think He rocked me to sleep that night. <laughs> But uh, it, it's an interesting thing to find out that some people could be some people who have such an anxiety of the dark that they can't sleep. Good thing is it's, it is treatable. So now you know uh, I got to wonder about some folk. But hey, it's interesting that uh, that that's an interesting stuff. Uh, I found that on the Christian uh, Science Monitor. So you might want to might want to check that out. You might you may you might need to go check that out if you're scared of the dark. And here's the second story that I came across, and um, 
I thought this was just hilarious. I, I, okay, so I, I'm, I'm for limited government. I don't like government interfering in anything that I do. You know, I want them telling me how to dress. Uh, I, I know we do that with schools. Uh, I'm talking about as an adult. You know, it's children. You know, that's our responsibility to teach them and train them. But as an adult, don't you know? I don't want the government telling me too much. I don't mind them telling me the laws. And but when they start getting on my personal things, you know personal life I, I get a little uh, apprehensive as 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 do some of you also but uh on this past week last week um small town in Middleborough Massachusetts you probably heard this story uh yesterday uh, uh or or sometimes this week I I know it was reported but they the town voted to um the swear off swearing <laughs> the town voted to uh to give out a fifty twenty dollar fine to anybody who is cussing in public or public profanity public profanity uh and this is what they voted on and now from what I've read again, I got this from the Christian Science monitor, so you know you might find a good a lot of good stories there um officials insist that the uh, proposal was not intended to censor casual or private conversations, but instead is intended to crack down on loud, profanity-written language, latent language used by teens and other young people uh, in the uh, public parks and downtown area where all the businesses and stuff are. And so the intent of this legislation is to get the young people to stop being rude and foul and all that other stuff. Now I you know I in a way I understand why they're doing this legislation you know but I'm gonna be honest with you you know, I'm me personally I believe it ain't our it's not the government's responsibility to sit, uh to legislate morality <laughs> you can't legislate morality uh, the church has even tried to legislate morality and we see how that has worked out for the church so uh, some of you might have a problem with that, but that's the reality. You know, when we have tried to be legalist, uh, according to uh, church law, we found that it uh, has done more hurt than help. Uh, and same thing with um, uh, civil laws that try to legislate morality. We find that it has done more harm than help. Uh, think about the curfews that kids, uh, uh, a lot of cities and states implemented you know, curfews for young people, um, having them in, you know, well, when I was a kid, it was a given. When streetlight came on, your butt better be in the house or you know what you got. And that's not just a story. I, I mean, you know, I hear like pe- a lot of people talking about that story. You know, the streetlights came on. We were we were in the house. Now, that wasn't a story in my <laughs> in my home. It wasn't a story. They were, My grandmother was fine where we were. I mean, was fine. If we were at the neighbor's house, she called or she just, no, no, she didn't even call. She just yelled. She, uh, she just yelled, yo, get yo. I'm going to leave it at that. Okay. I digress. <laughs> but seriously, seriously, uh, legislating morality is always a problem because there's always going to be dissension. There's always going to be those who test the, uh, the strengths and constraints of the law, and there's always a loophole. And the loophole here is they're saying they're not trying to legislate – well, not loophole. They're saying they're not trying to legislate private conversations, and, and they're not trying to be uh, morally – Higher, you know, on a moral high ground. They're just thinking that is the young people should be a little bit more respectful if that ban was in place. Now, uh, this, this, you know, I, I just don't know. It's like the ban on loud music. I remember there was loud music, and I was for that. Uh, one town I lived in, there was a ban on loud music. You know, you know, so many, so many decibels, and police cars had the little decimeter they could. You actually, you know, test the the music as as the the car was driving by. <laughs> See how loud it was, decibel wise. I, I thought that was hilarious, you know. And I can get back to the curfew. You know, there were plenty of plenty of people uh, who found ways to uh, to go outside of the curfew. So, 
That, that was just a, a number of things that was that was that was um in place. But I I be honest with you, uh while it is well intentioned and while the legislation is you know the people and residents are sincere, I, I think they are in actuality doing more harm than help. I mean we know well, folk just curse, and young people, especially teenagers, uh, is is just one of those things. One of those things that some people, uh, the parents need to enforce. The parents need to uh, teach the kids a little bit more um, to be a little more responsible in their language and, and uh, respectful, and especially in, in, in public area. I, I still get. I get offended when I hear kids cussing. I mean, it's I I I just it's unbecoming. It's unbecoming. You know, I I feel sometimes it's unbecoming for a female to cuss, and it's definitely unbecoming for children to curse. But if you allow it to do it at young ages, it's going to continue. But then again, I think about <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, a lot of stuff that goes on. So, but hey. Um, what do I know? I only have a puppy. <laughs> Look, I'm going to take a quick break. And uh, when we come back from this break, we're going to talk about uh, preacher's kids. Um, what about preacher's kids? What is it like to be a preacher's kid? And the incident with Creflo Dollar here uh, being arrested. And then the latter half of the hour, we'll be talking about... Uh, a more holistic life. So we'll take a quick break. We'll be back right after this. Good morning, Freedom. Hello, Adventure. Today is yours. Find your can-do spirit, your will-do strength, to chart new paths and rediscover old ones. Capability has found its versatility, making all days and all terrains equal. Go ahead. Raise your hands. Lower your foot. Make pursuit of the unexpected unrelenting. Today is yours to go find your power. And where you'll find it is within. Multi-policy discounts from Progressive. Call or click today. Those of you who've listened to my show uh, realize that uh, about a year ago, a little over a year ago, my computer crashed on me, and I had lost just—I thought I lost just about everything on my computer, all my important files and documents. But then I remembered that I had security. I had my files backed up automatically by Carbonite.com. Now, here's the good thing about Carbonite.com—they have the same encrypted technology that is used uh, for security, uh, e-commerce transactions, all that stuff. They got it right, and then they house it in state-of-art data centers. That's guarded 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. I wasn't worried because I knew my files were automatically backed up. And here's the good thing. I, I didn't have to worry about retrieving them either because I could access my files from any computer anywhere in the world. So if, if, if you, you feel like you're going to lose your stuff, I recommend Carbonite.com because that's the place to go. You don't have to worry about the cost either because they have a price for every budget you can imagine. Not only that, but if you go to that site today, you could get a 15-day free trial right now. 
if you go in today. That's CarbonLight.com for all your online backing needs. All they do is back up your files online. They don't do anything else. You can be guaranteed that all of your important documents, everything that you love on your computer will be safe and secure. Check them out today at CarbonLight.com for your online backup. Hey, guys. Every father has their day. And Father's Day is this weekend. Yep, that's right. It, it's so fast. I mean, it's already here. And I bet you many of you were already unprepared. You just didn't have anything. Well, you're going to get your dad another tie. Well, you're going to give him a mother another gift. Or, you know, what, what are you plan to give your dad? I bet you didn't even think about it. Well, let me give you a suggestion. I know this is way out of the, you know, it's unorthodox, but how about getting your dad something from Sherry's Berries? How about getting your dad a Happy Father's Day barbecue cookie uh, bouquet? Yeah, that sounds good. It's a barbecue cookout made from cookies that he'll surely enjoy. Uh, he'll enjoy. You can get it from going simply by going on to berries.com at Sherry's Berries and ordering today. Um and if if you don't want to give them that, hey, they got chocolate covered strawberries that look like baseballs, footballs, basketballs, <laughs> you name it, they got it for her. And you can get it to him, and little or nothing, you know, for reasonable price. You can give him a a cookie bouquet for twenty four ninety nine. Get him some uh, hand handmade sports ball cake pops, twenty nine ninety nine. Hey, you can get him. Whatever you want to get him, if you just want to get him those wonderfully delicious hand dip home run berries, go ahead and get him. But simply phone, go you know, don't get him another tie. Be different. Get your dad something that he can enjoy, and we'll give him a nice sugar rush. That's what I say. Go to Sherry's Berries at berry berries dot com. And look at the wide selections of things they have to offer for you to get your father on this Father's Day. And, you know, let them know that I sent you. Go there, click on the radio file. You may get you a good deal there. That's sherrysberries.com. Uh, or, yeah, check them out. You enjoy it. I guarantee. So get a free flight. You know that comes with a private island. Really? No, it comes with a hat. The airline credit cards promise flights for 25,000 miles, but... There's never any seat for 25,000 miles. Frustrating, isn't it? But that won't happen with the Capital One Venture Card. You can book any airline, anytime. Hey, I just said that. After all, isn't traveling hard enough? <sighs> to get the flight you want, sign up for a Venture Card at CapitalOne.com. What's in your wallet? Uh, it's okay. I've played a pilot before. All right, welcome back to Zero Today. Again, I'm your humble host, Pastor Lorenzo Neal. We're glad that you joined us today. And I hope you like my – I like doing these voiceovers, uh, these uh, promos, those live promos. I get to have fun, you know. <laughs> I'm supposed to be reading a script. A, see? A script. I'm supposed to be reading a script, right? But I told you all, I got ADD. It's hard for me to pay attention. All right. I get distracted, and when I get distracted, well, there goes the script. <laughs> but hey, I do I do strongly suggest that you, um, if you don't haven't if you haven't gotten your father something for Father's Day, uh, or that special uh, person, uh, ma- male father figure, get him something. I I, I want to send a shout out to my dad. Hey, Dad, Pastor Miller, uh, uh, Herbert Miller in Fort Worth, Texas. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's kind of good because since we're segue into this segment about preacher's kids, yes, I am a preacher's kid. My dad is a preacher. Um, I, I wasn't I wasn't raised by my dad, but uh, you know that's that's a whole different story. I, I can tell you, but my brothers who live with my dad, uh, they're characters. I can tell you that much. And since we're talking about preachers and preachers' kids, of course, this has come to the forefront of the American uh, media. Because of the Saturday arrest of uh, the weekend arrest of Pastor Creflo Dollar, as he was arrested uh, 
and charged with assaulting his daughter. Um, I'm sure you probably it's been an overdrive with uh, the media coverage regarding this. Um, and the story goes, the story goes that uh, his daughter wanted to go out somewhere. He said no. Um, the story took uh, the daughter took a swing at him, and it was on and popping after that. And um, as a result, he was arrested um, and charged with um, assault. Um, and, and now, uh, I'm going to tell you, everyone pretty much assumes the preacher kids, uh, well, not assumes. It, it, there is some truth to the fact that, to the uh, to the statement about preacher's kids being the worst kids. <laughs> there is a lot of truth in that. I, I know from my own personal life as, as a preacher's kid, even though I didn't grow up in a preacher's house, I'm still a preacher's kid, and um, you know it was quite challenging being um, being there, watching my brothers grow up was was challenging, and the, and the kids that I know who are preachers' kids. As a matter of fact, the AV Church has a whole organization. We have a whole organization for uh, it's, uh, the, it's a connectional organization, um, preachers' wives. Spouses, spouses, uh, widows, widowers, and preachers' kids—something like that. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's long. Uh, uh, spouses, widows, uh, and preachers' kids, or something like that. Anyway, I know I don't know why we we got all that those stuff. But it, it it exists, and and they like to be recognized, the widows, the, especially the preachers' wives, and and they reach they realize the preachers' kids. Uh, but being a preacher's kid is hard, you know. It, it it it's hard because there's a lot of expectations on you. And I know too many preachers' kids who uh, never lived up to the expectations. My home pastor, my home church pastor, the, the church I grew up, his kids, uh, uh, they're doing well while they are doing, while some are doing well, not all, but some are doing well now. Uh, but, I mean, he, you know, they they were challenging. <laughs> you, you, you're the pastor's children, and, you know, you're supposed to be the most upright in, of all the children in the church. And when you have behavior problems, you know, it just explodes because everybody want to, you know, everybody going to talk about you. So, so I wasn't quick to judge Creflo, uh, as some of these people are doing, and, and incorporating, you know, they're, instead of uh, uh, they're attacking his theology, you know, his prosperity gospel message. I, man, they ain't got nothing to do with disciplining a child. Um, there, and I talk with some of my friends. I'm not a parent, so I cannot speak from um, the perspective of a parent. I'm not even going to try to. I only th- the closest relationship I've had with children has been as an educator, as a teacher, and a school administrator. So, you know, I had to discipline them, children, in that sense, and I, you know, they still tested limits in in, in that, as in my position. But I, I've never been a parent. You know, I've, I've, uh, I've mentored kids. I've, I've helped raise kids. Uh, uh, occasionally, I give a little insight to uh, my my nephews, uh, they, you know, that's about as far as I get. But um, you know, the the media attention just because he's a high profile preacher has 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 really gotten out of hand. And then there are those who are attacking him, uh, using this this, this event uh, to discredit his ministry. And I, by no means, choose to do so. I don't see the necessity of that. But I do wish he would have beat her tail. <laughs> I said it. Uh, I don't blame him for um, for what happened. I I, I do I do think. Um, uh, of course, I wasn't in his shoes, so I could say whatever I want to say about you know using a little bit more uh, tact. <laughs> becoming a more little more restraint, uh, but I, hey, I don't know what he what he dealing with with that child. You know, that it's a teenage girl. <laughs> That's enough right there. You know, uh, so he may have been he may have run out of tact. <laughs> he may, I mean, grace and mercy only goes well. No, you know, I ain't even going to go there. I don't. I don't know. 
But what I do know is that uh, as the dad who is providing all that she has, everything that she has comes from him. That comes from his father. <laughs> he is, after all, Pastor Dollar. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Forgive me for that. Um, but there was a clear, clear act of disrespect. And then she had the nerve to call the police. I I put it on Facebook. I wish, I wish I would have called the police on my grandparents after I got a whooping. And I, I, we used to go to school after getting the whooping. You know, we got whipped by a leather gin belt. That's what my grandparents whooped us with. They didn't get the sticks. You know, they didn't get the sticks. They got something they knew was going to hurt. You know, you could feel the pain. And uh, my grandfather was fast. You couldn't grab the belt. Couldn't grab it. Tried to grab it. You couldn't. I mean, it was, oh, Lord. It was thick leather, too. Man. Couldn't grab as much. Uh, quick try. My grandmother now. My grandmother was sweet. You know, she would intentionally try to miss us and hit us in the other place that we didn't want her to, her to hit us. We always thought she was going to hit for the butt, but no, she go for the thighs. You know. Uh. <laughs> yeah, but but I wish that I would have called the police on them. Uh, they probably would never come. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt very seriously if they if I had called the police and said I was getting beat, they would have come at all. <laughs> uh, we weren't get. I mean, we would get whipping, and we would go to school, and you could tell we had got whipping, got a whipping. And I, I remember the principal, Miss McDonald. That's her heart. She was a wonderful elementary school principal. Miss Coleman and Miss McDonald were my principals in elementary school. It's amazing I can remember them. But they could tell. They knew our grandparents, you know, and they could tell. And um, um, they could. And Mr. Gold, Mr. Goldsmith, they they could tell when we had whooping. They knew, and they didn't. It was like, oh, you got your you got a spanking before you came here, huh? What you do? Well, you better do anything else. You're gonna get, you know, when you get home, you're gonna have enough. And they got penalty in school, you know, corporal punishment in school. Boy, I wish I could bring it back. Now, we had authority when I was in school administrator. We did have authority to uh, the paddle with the parents. You know, they had to fill out a slip and all that that allowed us to paddle students. And I had to defense a couple of paddlings in my day. I didn't mind. I didn't mind that at all. But, um, but realistically, you know, he says no to her. And what does she do? She calls the police. And tells them that he assaulted her. And the reality is whether he assaulted her or not is her house. You know, I mean I mean not it's, it's not her house, it's his house. And I don't think he assaulted her. I'm gonna be honest with you. I discern that, you know, I, I I can't I can't really say that he's you know, he's not he doesn't come across to me as being one of those um hard ranked parents, you know. He comes across as being one of those um not bargaining parents, but one of those parents, he he and Taft, they come across one of those parents that are compromising, you know. They're, they're, they're willing to uh, go, you know, a long way before, you know, you kick them off. You know, they tolerate a bit before they really just go off on you. And I, I think that's the kind of parent he is. I, I could be mistaken, like I said. I don't know the man personally. But, I, you know, all these folk who are quick to judge him about uh, what he did and could have done and should have done, what have could have should have, whatever. I'm gonna be honest with you. I just would have whipped a butt, would have whipped a butt, because it comes across from her, 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 uh, her narrative comes across as him trying to, as him being this being a uh, regular occurrence and all of that. And, and that may be the case. It may be the case. There may be a secret to him that we don't know. He may, he may have anger management issues when it comes to her. You know, if you notice, if you ever studied, you know, the child, child, uh, what is it, child rank, middle, up, the older, middle, the younger, you know, she may be in there some way and the, the middle children, and the baby children, the uh, baby child, middle child, they always have these little, you know, every one of them have their, uh, their little tendencies, right? And she may have been testing him and 
pushing him and testing his limits since she was eight years old. Who knows? You know, this and had added to the fact that she's a teenager now with, you know, and she's spoiled. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm just going to go out on the rim. Yes, I am saying that she might just be a spoiled little brat, you know. She has wealth. Well, her parents have wealth. Her parents are internationally known. Uh, so this may have been a way of getting back at him, uh, retaliating at him for for whatever. But I, as any any parent knows and any adult knows, every action has a consequence. And she doesn't – I don't think she fully realizes the consequences of his actions. She could very well have ruined their family um, structure because uh, she, you know – she could be removed from the house if that's found. If it's a, if it's found to be any kind of uh, consistent uh, and regular uh, systemic abuse of any kind nowadays, you know, abuses as far as uh, you know, um, counselors are, as therapists is concerned, is it consists of emotional, verbal, and physical, psychological and physical, you know. And what we consider, you know, what we what we consider psychological abuse when we were kids, you know, we we didn't, you know, we were being psycho abused psychologically all the all the time, you know, we were being told what we could and couldn't do, and we didn't have a choice. And if we snuck out of the house or anything like that, we suffered the consequences. And that that may be the case. I I don't know. But either way. Um, we need to be praying for Creflo. I I, I support him. I, I I've been saying I think I'm gonna be his partner now, so I can sow seeds in his ministry, so he can beat her. <laughs> I know I was wrong for that, but I, I'm serious. I've been praying for Pastor Pastor Dollar. I'm gonna continue to pray for him, and I think everyone should be praying for him. And it does bring um in into uh, focus discipline the uh, the art of discipline. For pastors, you know, in family life, pastors, uh, how regularly, how regularly should it be? How accountable should pastors be to their boards, uh, to you know, to their churches regarding their family? How off limits is the fam? Uh, you know, how far should stretching should that be? And I, I must commend him; he's done a wonderful job of protecting his family's privacy. Over the years, and you got to say that's a wonderful job. Uh, that's a that's a hard task to do, um, and it might be that she's unappreciative of that. He's he's been girding them and undergirding them with finances that has helped them live comfortably uh, a little bit above. So, I think he's done his job as a pastor and as a father. But it does raise the question, uh, just bring up the question about accountability for pastors and their families. If, uh, would it be, and you can you can answer this, you can call in and answer this, would it be better if um, pastors share, uh, were a little more forthcoming about problems in their families with their boards, not with the church members alone, but, you know, with their governing boards? If you govern, if you, go, if you, you have a church structure, uh, a governing structure at your church that allows you to do so, and how much should that do? How how far should that go? You know, I you know what? Uh, why am I saying you know? Um, as a pastor, I do have uh, housing allowances, things of that nature. And the question is always, how much of my personal life should be um, dis um, um, should be revealed to my church and my boards? Uh, I do. I, I'm. I'm I'm, I'm, I try to be transparent, but you know every pastor can't be. Uh, in this case, it's certain. Uh, I don't know how his. I have got to stop with this us. I don't know the structure of Creflo's uh, governing board, but now, you know I think it would be. I think it would be good for them to uh, discuss this. In relation to his ministry and how how this could how the board could be more uh, uh, of an asset in the family atmosphere uh, family uh, scheme. So, but that's just you know I, I don't know. But I'm gonna tell you I support you, Pastor Dollar. Whoop that child, whoop that tail, whoop it, whoop it, whoop it. 
Whoop it, smack it, beat it down. Oh, no. <laughs> Look, we take a quick break, and after this break, we're going to get into our last uh, topic of the day. And that was that is um, holistic health. We'll talk a little bit more about holistic health and what is expected of that. And we're going to be back right after this. best tourism season in years. All because so many people wanted to visit us in Louisiana. They came to see us in Florida. Nice try. They came to hang out with us in Alabama. Once folks heard Mississippi had the welcome sign-off, they couldn't wait to get here. This year was great, but next year is going to be even better. And anyone who knows the golf knows that winter is prime time fun time. Sun's out. The water's beautiful. You can go deep sea fishing for amberjack, grouper, and mackerel. Our golf courses are open. Our bed and breakfast have special rates. And migrating waterfowl from all over make this a bird watcher's paradise. So if you missed it earlier this year, come on down. If you've already been here, come on back to Mississippi, Florida, Louisiana, Alabama. The Gulf's America's getaway spot, no matter where you go. So come on down and help make 2012 an even better year for tourism on the Gulf. Brought to you by BP and all of us who call the Gulf home. You tell us what you want to pay, and we give you a range of coverages to choose from. Who is she? That's Flowbot. She's this new robot we're trying out, mostly for, like, small stuff. Wow. Look at her go. She's pretty good. Pretty good. Hey, Flowbot. Great job. Oops. Uh-oh, Flowbot is broken. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. Call or click today. that can take you anywhere and do anything. You might say there's no limit to what this amazing device can do. So the question to ask is, why would anyone want to limit the iPhone? We don't. Truly unlimited data for your iPhone, only from Sprint. Insights on the air. Uh, just talked about Creflo Dollar and being a preacher's kid, and I didn't get into as much as I wanted to because I wanted to segue into this uh, last segment here about holistic health and living and and um, 
But still like to hear your thoughts, so you can let me know about it. Send me an email, PastorLorenzoNeal at gmail.com. Make your discussions, uh, let it be known on the Facebook page, uh, Zero Network on the Facebook, on the Facebook, on Facebook. And you can get your uh, comments there about the show. Leave anything you'd like to know about or even suggest some topics you'd like to talk about. But anyway, so I, I want to get into this last, while well, I had this last few minutes, I want to talk about this. Uh uh, holistic health. I'm currently in the course. If you didn't know, I, I'm, you know, I'm working on my doctorate in uh, pastoral community counseling through Argosy University, and it's a one program, uh, intense um, um, program that goes into uh, various um, aspects of uh, psychotherapy and pastoral ministry, pastoral counseling and care. And uh, spirituality, and it's really been challenging. The course, uh, the, the the coursework, uh, been challenging to me as a pastor, uh, engaging me in areas that I didn't think uh, I had, I, you know, I had I'm aware of, but never really thought to incorporate it to the ministry. Those areas is the area of holistic health and theory and practice and. It's an interesting co- it's an interesting area because it incorporates uh uh deals with alternate alternative treatments and as a pastoral counselor and as a chaplain and as a and as a pastor um uh, can always conform to the norm <laughs> every method doesn't work every approach doesn't work and sometimes you have to find different ways to accomplish the goal um be innovative same message, different methods, you know that, and that's a wonderful thing. But one of these things, uh, one uh, during this course in holistic theory and practice, uh, one of the assignments was to um, recall a our personal experience with holistic health and care. Being a diabetic. Patient, I, you're not aware. I, I'm, I have type one diabetes. I was diagnosed as a kid, and it's been interesting uh, being aware of my my condition and treating my condition. Because although I'm insulin dependent, because my pan, I don't make insulin, my body does not make insulin on its own, uh, so I have to take insulin. I found ways of, uh, through alternative treatments, to enhance my my uh, to have a more rewarding and active life in, in, as a pastor because it, it's 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 really stressful. But through alternative treatments, I've been able to be uh, be a successful patient for the nearly twenty years. You know, uh, for the past, uh, particularly over the past twelve years. Uh, when was that was my last major scare with diabetes? Uh, that's when I really actually became uh, insulin dependent. I've 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 found things, found ways of 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 accommodating my my need for sweets. <laughs> I found ways of accommodating all of those through alternative treatment is is wonderful thing but uh i i'm 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 finding other things also exploring other things other areas and alternative uh well particularly holistically speaking as far as uh as far as uh, empowering myself to be whole through different means uh one is through meditation um one is through um what's the other way herbal treatment and uh there are others that they are that we'll later be exploring visualization visualizing visualization and acupuncture now i i'm not fali- i'm not directly familiar with either of the latter but i'm interested in it uh, i don't know if I don't know how far I would go into as far as studying. I know I have to learn about it for the course, but whether I apply it in my personal life is another thing. But it would be interesting, and I'd like to know what you, you know some of your some of your holistic um, your your um, experiences with the holistic health. Um, 
excuse me, I had to take a drink there. Uh, I've I, I, I been referencing and been reading uh, a book, one of the course books for the class uh, by Greg Ganderson, The 22 Non-Negotiable Laws of Wellness. And wellness includes both health and and, and wellness. Soul, spirit, body, the typical typical idea of, of humans, that's where we are, soul, spirit, and body, and and having those maintained is is the the goal of holistic health holism holistic health attuning and attaining wellness for the whole person and I know we preach this in the church, but very few of us particularly pastors we we're notorious for not being holistic in our care um the biggest problem I've come against with my own self is my self care. I work as a chaplain, and I, you know, every time I'm visiting patients in the hospital and I see their condition, I'm praying for them, I'm listening to them. I become more sensitive to my own need for self care. I've I've been burned out before over the 20 years that I've been in ministry, and 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 particularly pastoral ministry. I but I burned out. I, I didn't quit preaching. I'm still preaching every week. But I was burned out because I was basically regurgitating things that I, you know, sermons or uh, just doing simple exhortations and not really, you know, the people would get happy, but it wasn't any, I really wasn't feeding them. And there was no real care, pastoral care going on because the pastor wasn't taking care of himself. There were times I, I burned out and I, I'd be like, I guess can't do this anymore. And the Lord blessed where I was able to learn more self care. And then here, here's the thing: when it came to uh, when it comes to all the, uh, alternative ther- treatments and therapy and holistic care and practice, uh, the greatest the greatest people who do those are non Christians. The ones who practice this the most are non Christians, and the reason being is because they they were burnt out of the religious facade of care. You know, limited it to just a physical healing, and um, the, the Western Christian Church has become notorious for that. We've limited whole care to just healing, physical healing, and primarily, you know, you, you read about the cases of people, uh, particularly parents who who were believing that God would heal their child, wouldn't take them to a doctor, and they were praying and praying, and the child died, and they were brought to court because uh, it was considered neglect, abuse, and, of course, in some cases, murder, because they allowed this child that could have gotten care. They relied upon prayer and prayer alone, and there's nothing wrong with that. We all should believe in healing, and that's part of the promise of God. It's part of the covenant of salvation. Uh, through the New Testament, so that that's a part of it. But how much self care do we give? What role does meditation play? And and I'm not talking about you know going on, not that kind of meditation. Listen to this. What'd you hear? Absolutely nothing. You heard silence. I'm learning the art. Of being silent, just sitting and being still. And I told y'all, ADD, that's hard. The Lord has helping, been helping me. Uh, yesterday, after after Jackson kind of, you know, weared himself down and he went to sleep, I turned the TV off and just kind of tried to sit in silence for a little bit to get my thoughts together, kind of focus on what I need to do for the rest of the day to, and to wind down so that I could be uh, more effective today and I found it so rewarding just sitting there doing nothing not thinking about anything in particular not letting my thoughts wander uh, intentionally engaging in the silence of the moment and I found that that was very it was very rewarding uh, taking that time just that, that short time for the self care is, is one one great one great way of Holistic health and alternative treatment. You find how less stressed you become. 
it's it's just interesting it's interesting thing. And I know a lot of these Eastern religions and I don't even like calling them religions because most of my philosophies are not religions, but uh Taoism, Buddhism, um, Jainism and Hinduism. Uh Hinduism of course is religion but uh Taoism is more of philosophy, Confucianism also is more of philosophy than than a religion. Um, and also Buddhism too. Buddhism is considered to be more philosophical and self-searching, soul-searching than uh, than religion. I, I think we miss that in Christianity and well, in 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 in, in Western American Christianity, evangelical Christianity, we miss that. We're trying to get, we're getting back to that. Um, there there are groups who are getting back to the dynamic of self-care holistically through centered prayer. And I, I do this quite a bit. I, I, I do centered prayer. I do uh, prayer walks. When I'm walking, I pray. I, I walk the labyrinth at a couple of churches. Yeah, it's a wonderful meditation too, just walking and focusing, centering on the the God of the universe, the creator, the eternal now. It's a wonderful experience. I've been able to do that. I also now I, I talked about acupuncture, but I also I, I've, I've started to get into the herbs, herbal treatments, and I I I, I, I love herbal treatment because one the drugs aren't you know as processed, they're not as refined, so uh, they get into your system and they don't do much damage or any damage at all. I'm personally learning to enjoy ginseng and ginkgo. Uh, ginkgo biloba. I, matter of fact, I take more ginseng, and that does a wonderful job for my diabetes. So, if you're a diabetic patient, you may want to look into that. Yeah, I'm no authority on that. And I'm not a medical doctor, so I'm just saying how it's been a wonderful uh, supplement for me as far as uh, my care. Kept my sugar down, so I can eat just about anything I want to. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, the the Bible. Uh, promotes things like that. Now it doesn't directly say anything, but it does. It does promote. It does promote whole care. And I, I, I like to, you know, as I learn about it, I, I like to uh, teach more about it. And um, but a wonderful book I think you should get are those is the book uh, Twenty Two Non Negotiable Laws of Wellness by Greg Anderson. It's a wonderful book. And last week I used that book. I referenced. I referenced it to uh, the spiritual laws, uh, and we talked about that a little bit last week. Um, and it's a it's a wonderful thing. Uh, I guess uh, the the law of personal accountability falls into. That's one of the things he talks about. The law of personal accountability and physical activity. Those fall into holistic health care. Um, when you begin to realize that you are responsible for your care, your self-care, not the doctor, you are responsible. If you watch what you eat, if you take care of your body, of course we do this, you know, we hear this mantra all the time. You are what you eat. That's reality. You are what you eat, you know. And I'm I'm learning that. I'm still learning. I'm a little stubborn. I, I could do better. I'm sure we all could do better, but. We will. As time goes by, we will. And you learn, you grow, you do better. But look into that. Um, being a more whole person through a holistic health and, and practice. Well, I've run out of time. Uh, thank you for allowing me to ramble, rant, raid, whatever I did. Today. Pray that it's been a wonderful, wonderful show for you. And again, if you have any questions, comments, ideas, whatever it may be, send me an email at PastorLorenzoNeal at gmail.com. Send that to us. Check out our blog. We'll be updating that regularly as we can. And, of course, subscribe to the show, like the show, tell other people about the show. And we want to be a blessing to as many as we can. But until then, we're going to see you on the flip side. And God be with you till we meet again. You guys take care. And we are out.